We all make typos. Sure, who don't? Lucy Kellaway is a journalist for the Financial Times in London. She has found a way to find the typos you may have missed. Yeah, I mean, I'm an absolute queen when it comes to typos. I'm really, really good at them. Um, (laughs) I write them, and then I cannot see what I've written. So I know that there are lots of techniques that people tell you that you should print what um, what you've written out, that you should read it out loud, that you should read it backwards. None of that stuff really works for me because in my mind, I know what I think I've written. And so I just read that, even when I've, what I've actually written is different. So sure. my way of doing it is I change the typeface to something that is as unlike me as possible. Now, the typeface that I think is the most horrible is Comic Sans, because sure. it's sort of trying to be all kind of friendly, friendly. Um, and I just think it looks revolting. But its letters are also very wide, and they're very chunky. They're very sort of in your face. Um, so I put it into 14-point size in Comic Sans, and then I read it. Well, so, so when you do that, when you put it in Comic Sans and you read what you've written, do you ever read it and be like, oh, my, that is terrible. I need to, yeah. I need to start again. Sometimes, sometimes, not only do I spot the typos, there is something, even though I don't like the typeface, it is incredibly clear and... Sometimes it actually, yes, it makes me look at it rather more coolly. And sometimes I think it's not only that there are typos in there. I think the thoughts behind what I've written are confused and I need to have another go at them. So, uh, and Comic Sans works for me, but I can see the thing working. I mean, clearly, if you're someone who loves writing Comic Sans anyway, my technique's not going to work for you at all. But I do think that the principle holds of look down the list and choose one that you think is the most alien to you and go with that for a final read-through. Not to type in it, but just for a final read-through. Well, Lucy, thanks for telling us about this. Not at all. Okay, it's great to talk to you. This is How to Do Everything. I'm Mike. And I'm Ian. You know, uh, designing clothes, uh, I'm sure that you think about the fabrics you use and, you know, the sizes of different parts of the body. But also, we are gross people, and we use the clothes in weird ways, and we sweat. Matt Nurse works for Nike, where he uh, works in kind of a top-secret product design lab. Matt, do you you think about how people are going to sweat in your clothes, and do you kind of plan for that? Yeah, um, we have a... uh a surrogate tester. It's sort of a mechanical tester. We call we call it HAL. It's our robot tester. It's a, a copper sweaty mannequin that um, we can put in one of our environmental chambers. We can set temperature or humidity. We can layer him up and accurately measure the sort of the material properties of the different garments or the, the construction qualities. So it's a mannequin that sweats. Yes. We can force a certain water pressure into this mannequin, and, and not only does he just, it's not a static sweat, he, he actually walks, and we'll put all the apparel or clothing or, or kit on him that we might expect a human to have, including socks and shoes, helmets if, if, if need be, and then um, as he moves and, and, so to speak, sweats, we, we get very accurate measurements of of how temperature moves back and forth from against his sort of his metallic skin, if you will, to the outside environment, but also how much evaporation and how quickly and easily moisture can move across different apparel. Wait, so, I'm sorry, does he work up a sweat? 
Um, I, I don't know if he works up a sweat in the, in the traditional sense. We, we have to turn him on, so he'll start working, and when, and when we turn it on, it, it takes a moment for, for the beads of sweat to appear, but then once they're there, you, you can actually visually see him sweat. His shirt gets wet, his, his head gets wet. Um, he'll drip sweat on the ground. It just, it just you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't smell afterwards. Have you all thought about, um, have you all thought about nipple chafing? Because when you watch a marathon, you see, it seems like no one has cracked the code of how to stop that in in yeah. a shirt, and it's it seems horrible. Um, we, you know, um, as funny as it sounds, we we do think about those things. You know, it's 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 a problem athletes face, but yeah, certainly, you know, short of you know putting all the solutions on and the bandages, um, nobody's really solved it once and for all. Do Do you have a nipple robot? Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> not, not a, not a passive one. We have some, we have some humans that come in and do a lot of testing for us. Couldn't you just trick out Hal with a couple? We, we could. You know, I just, we just have to be able to sort of understand that relationship between how much shear force happens across the nipple and and how people are going to react to that. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. we have both. There's different chest plates that you can put on Hal, and there's a, there's a male and a female chest plate. Um, but they don't come with different nipple options. <laughs> Wait, is there is there so, like a uh, is, is there a schlubby chest pl- chest plate that you could put on Hal? Uh, no, we don't have one of those. Are you a um are you a sporty guy, Matt? Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering, I, like working out or or doing whatever you do, have you ever sort of felt something on your body or looked at the way you're sweating and and had a revelation that you you've brought back to the office? Uh, I, all the time. I don't know that I have one about sweating. Um, other than, you know, certainly I think we never stop thinking about the problems. And so you, you either, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's when I stand in the shower in the mornings, there's something about water just that, that makes me think differently. So I keep a notepad beside my shower. I know other people wake up in the middle of the night and keep notepads. What was the last cool shower thought you had that you had to write down? Oh, um, we, it has to do with uh, with footwear, um, and it's it's related to how how the ankle moves inside a, a shoe, and there's there's a way to optimally allow that that to happen. And sometimes you just be thinking, and then uh, you know we've been we've been trying to solve this for some time in a way that's that's elegant and and digestible at a consumer level. We, we've got some crude prototypes in the lab that that can make you faster, but. Uh, once in a while, you get that. Hey, this actually might work, so you, you jot it down. That was that was yesterday's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so crazy that you know at some point I could be like you know putting on my Nike shoes and I wouldn't realize it, but a naked guy thought of some of the technology that has gone into what I'm putting <laughs> on my shoes. Yeah, that would probably creep out a lot of our consumers, but yeah, some sometimes. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Hey, no problem. We got an email from Victoria. She says she listens to How to Do Everything on her commute in London. Victoria, these next 15 seconds are for you. I assume, uh, Victoria, that you are in the tube right now, or at least a tube, some kind of 
tube. If you don't know the tube, it's the kind of underground uh, metro system that goes all throughout London. Or it could be another system of pneumatic tubes that just shoot bodies, uh, people like Victoria, to their uh, destination. Much in the same way that you would uh, at your bank. Yeah. I'd like to deposit Victoria. That does it for this week's show. What we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned that there are robots at Nike that sweat. Yeah. It's, I think it's, uh, I, you know, I think we have a lot of fears about robots. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, like, there are some of them that are just probably wheezing and sweating somewhere, I, you feel a little better about the dark future to which we're headed. Do you think that there are some of those robots at Nike that sweat when they get nervous? What about the robots that sweat when they eat? Those have got to be the, the grossest robots. Hey, what's, what's, you look nervous. I got a big, big speech later on. I learned that uh, you can find typos by, uh, you know, using Comic Sans. Do you think Comic Sans would be better if there was a laugh track attached to it? Yeah, I do wonder what, what the audio version of Comic Sans would be. Well, you know what? Let's, let's try it with our sponsors. Support for How to Do Everything comes from Angie's List, helping consumers research and compare local service companies with access to ratings and reviews, exclusive discounts, and service on plumbers, landscapers, HVAC professionals, whatever those are, house cleaners, and more. I'm going to do, let's do the rest in Tragic Sands. Now offering an updated app for iPhone and iPad to help consumers complete home maintenance and improvement projects from anywhere. And for our podcast listeners, that's you, if you're still listening, there's a special 40% discount on the annual membership fees. Go to angieslist.com and use promo code NPR40 to get it. That's NPR40. We got it. But we're not done yet. We have one more sponsor, and that's Emma. It's not a person. It's a company. Emma offers tools for email marketing. With Emma, you can create sophisticated, automated email campaigns and deliver targeted messages to your audience. The interface is super intuitive, but don't take my word for it. Now your team can create great-looking emails in a drag-and-drop editor and track the results easily using an interactive click map. That shows where people are clicking on your email. It's called a click map. Emma's great for marketing teams or agencies who want to upgrade from the more do-it-yourself services but don't want the complexity and expense of an enterprise system. And that's all we have to say about Emma. I don't know what an enterprise system is. Does that stand for something? How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Kelsey Hardison. Kelsey, do you do anything with email marketing? That's Emma you're thinking of. Oh, that's right. Our artist in residence is Justin Witte. His intern is Tekla Schreiner Witte. You can visit our website at howtodoeverything.org. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks.